and my eyes behold him who is my friend and not a stranger. For none of us has life in himself, and none becomes his own master when he dies. For if we have life, we are alive in the Lord. And if we die, we die in the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's possessions. Happy from now on are those who die in the Lord. So it is, says the Spirit, for they rest from their labors. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God of grace and glory, we remember before you this day our brother John. We thank you for giving him to us, his family and friends, to know and to love as a companion on our earthly pilgrimage. In your boundless compassion, console us who mourn. Give us faith to see in death the gate of eternal light, so that in quiet confidence we may continue our course on earth until by your call we are reunited with those who've gone before. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated for readings from Scripture. A reading from Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, to display his glory. The word of the Lord.
Please join me in reciting Psalm 23, which we will say in unison. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A reading from the Revelation to John. I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders with the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to the springs of water of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand and join in singing, I sing a song of the saints of God, which is found in your bulletin or hymn 293 in the blue hymnal. Hymn 293 in the blue hymnal.
The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and anyone who comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing at all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Please be seated. Good morning, everyone. Uh, From my family and I, thank you for being here. I said I wasn't going to cry, but I'm going to try to get through this. Okay, this is not only a day to mourn my dad's passing, but also a day to celebrate his life. All of you present here today are testament to the number of lives my dad touched. My dad loved his family and friends with all his heart. He was one of the truly kindest and genuine people I've ever been blessed to meet. I'm not saying that as one of his sons, but as a person who had the opportunity to interact with him in life. He was a truly a special and giving person. The last few months, I've had a very long time to be reflective I started to remember all of the great times my family had with my dad. Uh, he, was my Cub, he was my Cub Scout leader. He was my Little League coach as well as my brother's Little League coach. I remember the great family vacations to Surfside Beach in South Carolina with his best friend, Buck Byron, and Buck's wonderful family who are all here today. Um, this, I was going to insert a little joke here, and I'm going to tell everybody this story because I think everybody knows it. Uh, one time when we would drive down to Myrtle Beach, um, as most parents do in car rides with two young kids, they get into a little squabble. And uh, one time, I peeked my head over the uh, center console of the seat, and I asked my parents if they were going to get divorced. And my dad, my dad said, uh, no, there are three reasons I won't. One, I love your mother too much. Two, I love you boys too much. And three, I can't afford it. <laughs> now, the first two were true. The third one, not true. Um, I also remember all the great family vacations my, my family had at my, uh, his parents, uh, his family's lake house on Lake Tippecanoe and a number of his relatives are here today as well. Uh, I remember the great car rides up and back from my summer stays at Calvary Camp. And speaking of Calvary Camp, that was also a very special place for my family. Uh, he knew it was a special place for my mom and her family. Uh, Knowing that, he took it upon himself to become a part of Calvary Camp family and becoming a board member on a number of occasions. Uh, This also brings me to the Episcopal Church. He didn't grow up in the Episcopal Church, but my mom did. Once again, knowing this, he became involved in the special place of St. Paul's. 
He was a multi-term vestry member and a lay Eucharist minister as well as a bishop's warden. I didn't know that until actually yesterday. Uh, another great memory of mine was being an accolade at the 830 services when my dad was a, a lay Eucharistic minister. Looking back, I now understand how special that was. Being a kid, I didn't ever wanted to get up that early on a Sunday morning. However, participating in such a service with my dad was really cool. Um, what I'm going to miss most is his presence. I'm going to miss his corny jokes that he repeated over and over and over again. Um, I'm also going to miss the help he offered my wife and I to make and help her with our Thanksgiving dinner down in, in Morgantown and in Alabama. We always told him no, but he never said, he never took no for that. He would help us and cut the potatoes too small for the mashed potatoes, and it infuriated us. <laughs> um, and most of all, I'm going to miss his words of support when I needed them and his words of praise when they may or may not have been deserved. I would finally ask that each of you here offer my mom the love and support that she needs in this trying time. Thank you. The glory of God is man fully alive, said Irenaeus of Lyon. Today we give thanks for John Strong, a man who was fully alive. John was many things. He was a spouse, a father, a grandfather, a West Virginian, a senior warden, a golfer, a Calvary camper, an Episcopalian, a friend. Maybe more than anything else, John was a friend. John could befriend anyone, a Democrat, Republican, old, young, on the right side of history and a Mountaineer fan, or on the wrong side, a Pitt fan. It didn't matter. John would befriend you. He was always interested in you, how you were doing. We each of us here today, because we knew this friendship in some small way of John Strong. One friend who I talked to this past week said, it was like a ray of sunshine when John was around. To have known John was to have known someone fully alive, to have seen the glory of God. Now, John would hate to hear me say that about him. He didn't care for faint praise and pious prattling. He didn't want the attention. He was always interested in you. He made time for you. Even there towards the end, when he wasn't doing so well, I would visit him at Shadyside Hospital, and he'd fill me in not on himself, but on all his nurses. <laughs> he kept their names in his phone. It was important for him to know their names and to remember their stories. I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of them were here this morning. John was interested in others, 
The machines would be beeping. He'd be struggling for oxygen. The nurses would be doing their tests. And John would unfailingly find a way to ask me, how are you? How's Katie? The glory of God is man fully alive. I've spent the last two weeks thinking of him. I've been thinking about what fed and nourished his life, what helped him tick. Not too long ago, we had a lot of time in the car. He and I drove up to Calvary Camp. And in that long car ride, we talked about two things. West Virginia football and his granddaughters. I thought he loved the first quite a bit until he started talking about the second. He was so proud of you. He talked about and raved about and would fill any listening ear in on what you guys were up to. John loved getting breakfast with his Mickey D's crew. He loved getting lunch with the Pickwick boys. His friends from around the country, his best friend Buck down in Beckley gave him life for 60 years. And his great friends and family out in California and Margot, you and John, such a one-of-a-kind marriage. Never have I seen a marriage with a surer foundation, and never have I seen a foundation so full of, what can we call it, good-hearted rib poking. (laughs) And there was something else, too, that gave John life. I held John's Book of Common Prayer last week. I picked it up and about 47 loose papers flew out of it. This prayer book was worn down like an old catcher's mitt. And I saw this bookmark. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was a Eucharistic prayer and it said something to the effect of, Lord, let me take this meal in and cherish it so deeply that I go out and see Christ in my neighbor. John's life was fed by the Eucharist. He was fed by what his friend, Father John Thomas, called food for the journey. He loved serving communion to others. He loved being a Eucharistic server. He had been fed so fully, it was all he could do to pass it along for others on their journey. I could continue here to witness to the kind of man that John Strong was. All the time in our day wouldn't be enough to pay tribute. Here was someone who was the funniest prankster and the gentlest servant. A man with a personality as alive as a football stadium, but someone who served with the quiet humility of a saint the most reverent Episcopalian and the most uncorked West Virginian. Someone who took a friend's struggle with the same seriousness as he took the post-communion prayer. The important piece of this day lies not in what John accomplished in his life. The real heart of this day, heart of this service, is what John managed to show us in his life. You can measure a life by what is achieved, procured, attained, and conquered, you can do that. John's life would be illustrious. But the reason my heart is so moved by him, and maybe the reason yours was too, 
is because John showed us something else. He showed us friendship and life and generosity of spirit. He showed us how to take an interest in another human being, how to always have a joke ready to slap upon life's dreadful seriousness. John showed us what it means to be fully alive. He showed us the glory of God. And whether you knew him as a lifelong friend of 47 years or as his nurse of 47 seconds, you saw it. You saw the glory. It's no small thing to lose a giant like John Strong. I'm not here to offer sugary answers to the wound of loss. There are no sugary answers. And let me go ahead and say it's not just John that we grieve here this morning. We grieve that part of ourselves, that part of ourselves that John so kindly and so generously drew out of us, that tentative and fearful part that blossomed in his company, that ray of sunshine. It's okay to grieve. Grief is our ticket showing us that we've loved and that we've been loved. I said earlier that there was a bookmark in his prayer book that contained a prayer about yearning to see Christ in other people. Everything I've been trying to say this morning is really about how he did that. How an ordinary guy born in Princeton, West Virginia, went to law school and married a lovely woman and gave birth to two boys. And along the way, somewhere along the way, learned to see Christ in other people and inspired them in their own way to do the same. There's a verse in the New Testament that says, seek and you shall find. We could turn that around and say, you shall find what you seek. Friends, John is in the presence of Christ. And we can know that he has found him because he has been looking for him his entire life seeking out Christ in us. Behind that force of nature, behind that radiant smile, was someone seeking out Christ in us. Finding the good in our bad, finding the levity in our seriousness, and the friendship in our company. And in his own earthy, West Virginian way, he showed us the glory of God. And it's that glory that he is alive in today. Probably telling corny jokes and making people laugh and preparing his next jab for Margot. And every time we smile and bicker in the name of love and put on the armor of kindness and ask someone how they are doing and wait as if the whole world hung on their answer, we too will become like John is now, alive in the friendly presence of God, shining in his glory. Amen. Amen. Please stand as we pray together. For our brother John, let us pray to our Lord Jesus Christ 
who said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Lord, you consoled Martha and Mary in their distress. Draw near to us who mourn for John and dry the tears of those who weep. Hear us, Lord. You wept at the grave of Lazarus, your friend. Comfort us in our sorrow. Hear us, Lord. You raised the dead to life. Give to our brother John eternal life. Hear us, Lord. You promised paradise to the thief who repented. Bring our brother to the joys of heaven. Hear us, Lord. Our brother was washed in baptism and anointed with the Holy Spirit. Give him fellowship with all your saints. Hear us, Lord. He was nourished with your body and blood. Grant him a place at the table in your heavenly kingdom. Hear us, Lord. Comfort us in our sorrows at the death of our brother. Let our faith be our consolation and eternal life our hope. Father of all, we pray to you for John and for all those whom we love but see no longer. Grant to them eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. May his soul and the souls of all the departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us share signs of Christ's peace. Please be seated. Welcome, welcome this morning. I'm, I'm so honored that you all are here and grateful that you're here. You're here to celebrate the life of, of John, who was truly, truly a pillar of the life of this parish. Um, following the service, um, uh, there's a reception in the undercroft downstairs, so um, uh, what we'll do is at the liturgical ministers will process out, we'll, we'll let the family get out first, and then everyone can go downstairs to the reception. That you can go out the back door and down the stairs, or you can go out this door and down the stairs. The undercroft is directly, directly below us. Um, the, the, the ladies of this church, who are some of the greatest hostesses around, have been preparing, preparing this reception for us all to continue the celebration, sharing our own John Strong stories. Um, uh, we're about to celebrate the Eucharist together, and um, everyone is welcome to receive communion, no matter what your faith background, your life circumstances, know that you are, you're welcome here. At the appropriate time, the ushers, um, the ushers will um, show you when to come forward. You can come and either stand or kneel at the altar rail. Um, uh, if you'd like to receive the bread, you um, extend your hands, we'll give you the bread. You can um, then uh, eat that bread directly, or else you can hold on to it and, and dip it into the wine. Um, if you eat the, the, the bread directly, then you can um, drink the wine from the chalice. If you'd like to come, come forward and not receive communion, that's okay as well. Cross your arms across your chest, and you'll be given a blessing instead. Know that, know that you are welcome here. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
Our service continues on page 367 of the prayer book, page 367, and on page 6 of the bulletin. Please stand as you are able. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who rose victorious from the dead and comforts us with the blessed hope of everlasting life. For to your faithful people, O Lord, life is changed, not ended. And when our mortal body lies in death, there is prepared for us a dwelling place eternal in the heavens. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we'd fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you and your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith Christ has died, Christ is risen. Christ will come again. 
we celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. For calling his death, resurrection, ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people, the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. These are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. This is food for the journey. This is the Lord's table. It's not our own. Everyone is invited to join in God's feast.
The post-communion prayer is on page 9 of the bulletin and page 498 of the prayer book, page 498. Let us pray. Please stand as you are able. Almighty God, we thank you in that your great love. You have fed us with the spiritual food and drink of the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and you have given us a foretaste of your heavenly banquet. Grant that this sacrament may be to us a comfort in affliction and a pledge of our inheritance in that kingdom where there is no death, neither sorrow nor crying, but the fullness of joy with all your saints. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our post-communion hymn is Alleluia, the strife is o'er, which is found on page 208 of the blue hymnal, page 208 of the blue hymnal.
Give rest, O Christ, to your servant with your saints, where sorrow and pain are no more, neither sighing but life everlasting. You only are immortal, the creator and maker of mankind, and we are mortal formed of the earth, and to the earth shall we return. For so did you ordain when you created me, saying you are dust, and to dust you shall return. All of us go down to dust, yet even at the grave we make our song. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Give rest, O Christ, to your servant with your saints, where sorrow and pain are no more, neither sighing but life everlasting. Into your hands, O merciful Savior, we commend your servant, John. Acknowledge, we humbly beseech you, a sheep of your own fold, a lamb of your own flock, a sinner of your own redeeming. Receive him into the arms of your mercy, into the blessed rest of everlasting peace, and into the glorious company of the saints in light. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, help us to realize that there is something so great in us that nothing in the world can break us or defeat us if we keep ourselves humbly in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ. Grant us the greatness of soul to handle each problem intelligently, each difficulty courageously, each crisis gallantly. For this we give thee thanks. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Let us go forth in the name of Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. alleluia.